So welcome to the Nine Hertz podcast. Uh, this week we're starting off with uh, a band we've played before, but not since 2019, which seems like a, an absolute eon ago. Uh, a band called Abronia have got a new album called uh, Map of Dawn, which is amazing. Um, really enjoyed this, Pete. Really sort of um, psychedelic and, and out there. Um, amazing vocals, like really reminding me of like... Um, the sort of more lucid parts of Acid Mother's Temple or, or something like, you know, from the 1970s or something like proto hippie music almost. Mm. Oh yeah. The vocals, I, I think they just really take this off somewhere completely different. You know, I just think the whole thing just sounds majestic, you know, it's it, entirely mystical straight from, straight from the beginning. You know, it's like the conjurings of music that, you know, come across from you know across the planet or you know anywhere across you know so many different influences of, of obviously of different flavors of psych and from you know even from the stars it's just just something else you know it's like you say we've played them before so it's no surprise that the, that this good but still it's still grabbing us I was like that's so good you know and, and it's on Cardinal Fours to me you know the most important psych label out there you know that the it spans that kind of really speak to me and how I want this music to sound. You know, I like the way it brings the things down in the track, you know, it kind of almost cuts down on the instrumentation. It, it really gives a, that those vocals a focal point um, and then gives more power to the louder moments when it all comes, you know, it, it, it kind of brings it all back in. You know, it's, it's like you say, it's like, it's like Velvet Underground. It's got like a, it's almost Indian Raga influence in there. It's got, you know, Amandul. Just, amazing and still you know despite all those kind of you know um classic references it's still individual and new and exciting absolutely i mean i think they've, they've talked about like eastern melodies like clashing with kind of Susie and the banshees um kind of style of, of delivery and i think that's spot yeah. on it's it's just this really interesting thing that draws you in so yeah i love the artwork as well i love that kind of collage look mm. um and it's um it's just kind of like this borrowed borrowed imagery almost um really interesting so yeah that was a song called what we can see and if you want to hear that you can go to cful.bandcamp.com so as ever we've got nine amazing tracks that we found via the metal underground submissions or just what we found uh, floating on the ether this next one is an absolute case of that so uh, cave dweller music do something similar to uh, what we used to do i guess at nine hertz which is kind of championing the underground and, and sort of bringing people to prominence who might not get a chance uh, otherwise they've done this amazing compilation called uh, mind over metal 2 which is kind of for mental health month and um, all the profits go to a uh, charity that they're choosing there's 25 26 tracks on this in fact and um yeah, I kind of I ploughed my way through most of it, but this really stopped me in my tracks. A band called Primeval Well, um, who I'd not actually heard of, and they released an album back in October, and it's just incredible. It's kind of like very strange, kind of reminds me of the the really wild and pastoral um, sort of stuff that Panopticon kind of puts out, but it, they've managed to combine um, slide guitar uh, with black metal, which is quite unusual in itself. It, but it also reminds me of the first uh, Red Sparrows record, um, which was like so country tinged as to sound completely unique. Um, and I think the um, the standard of the black metal here is is like really to my taste. So um, yeah, I thought this was really interesting. What did you make of this one, Pete? Because it's not um, anything I've heard before, really. No, I, 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 was, I was really taken with it. You know, the, the, 
I've, I've heard heard the label um, which this band are on kind of I think kind of their, for their output which is Moonlight Cypress Archetypes they do you know what I've heard so far and I haven't got through it all yet which is why I haven't got across this band yet they seem to find bands in extreme metal who are doing who are the strange things within it all seemingly from the southern states and who have who bring in you know that those local musical pointers you know much like this but it doesn't is i don't think it's all black metal you know there's um all manner of tastes on there it's a really it's kind of really odd label for that but really interesting i you know i'd recommend checking it out i think you'd love it um but like i say i hadn't got around to primeval well and yeah this this was amazing you know that that's slide guitar slide guitar in black metal you know it's like feels completely incongruous but yeah it just works it works seamlessly um and it and and it you know it gives it an identity you know a local identity at that and you know the black metal is so often about that about you know like about being from you know um from norway and from scandinavia and all that but but you know you don't have to be you don't have to pretend you you're from the fjords and the frost of of wherever you know if, if you if you're from south america or southeast asia or from um from nashville like this band it's it's about you know it is about identity you know obviously kind of it's got a mixed history for that reason but it, you know it it just sounds it, it it gives you it's like like you say the black metal is brilliant on itself this isn't a novelty thing it just sounds incredible and it sounds completely belonging to them um and then you know just a quick thing on the on the late on the sorry on the compilation um you know, I feel almost like proud of them all for doing this. There's so many bands kind of recognize. I think we've played on this podcast, like Mountain King and Bog, uh, Bog Wizard and Gone Mage. Um, you know, you've got to just kind of give an applause to all of them involved in the label because it's, you know, a, a brilliant idea and, and well done to them. Yeah. And I spot uh, the fact that Paul Priest um, from Leeds, um, now the Czech Republic, I think, is on there as the owl uh, with a track that sort of closes it. So, um, yeah, it's real kind of um, quality bands as well. It's not just kind of been thrown together. This seems curated and um, seems like, you know, really sort of like a good good sort of cause behind it as well. So, um, yeah, it's about $10 to buy the whole thing. Um, Mind Over Metal 2, Volume 1. Uh, you can get this at cavedwellermusic.bandcamp.com. And uh, like I say, we're going to play the song uh, Talking in Tongues with Mountain Spirits by Primeval Well.
Okay, so that was the sounds of Primeval Well, uh, sort of taking pride of place on the Cave Dweller music compilation Mind Over Metal 2. Um, next up, we've got a really interesting collaboration between uh, Alan Johannes and uh, Igor, Ca- Igor Cavalera. And um, yeah, this is really quite interesting. So, um, Pete, like it seems to be like two records kind of squashed into one, uh, one half obviously um, featuring um, a different artist. And um, yeah, it's just really, it's, it's to me, this sounds like absolute bedlam. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, you know, Igor Cavalera's put out some really exciting music lately and um, certainly letting his esoteric and, and kind of wild side um, loose, really. And, and this is just another example, I guess. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I, I, I think from as far as I could tell, I mean, this is an amazing kind of story behind this. Um, as far as I can tell, it's these two artists, uh, kind of, or art groups, I'm not sure, called Hippie Club and Scorpion Dagger. And they've, they've kind of brought in these guest artists. So you've got Igor Cavalera and, and then Alan Johannes, um, from then Crooked Vultures of Grease Stone Age, et cetera. And between, between the kind of guests and the two different artists, you, it's, they've, they've, it's kind of a combination of, you know, electronica music and, uh, and and visual art, and all of it taking inspiration from um, the Toulon Art Museum as a palette, as they put it. Um, it's described as like a, a, a multidisciplinary exchange of sound and moving image, which, you know, I wasn't quite sure what to expect for this at all, just because, you know, you kind of come across that storyline before. And then... And then you listen to it, and then, you know, I should say this is nothing like what we'd normally play on this podcast at all, but I was absor- absorbed with it. But the, you know, it's on Electric Valley Records, which is as, you know, as pure a stoner and doom label as you'll find, a really good label, but not known for kind of this strange offshoot kind of experimentation. Because this is, you know, as, as you'll hear from this track, this is kind of pure kind of electronica. Um, but, you know, and then you've got the friendly names, you know, uh, Igor and, uh, you know, um, Alan. And I just, I just, you know, I, th- I thought this was a, a, a like a curio, but I just kept coming back to it. I found it so much, so engaging, so much fun. Um, it, it sounds like battles almost at points. And it's, yeah. you know, <laughs> obviously, you know, more pet brick than Sepulchre, which is an obvious thing to say. Yeah. And... I think there's this slight oddness to it at all, or, you know, at all points within what is otherwise like this pure danceability about the whole thing. And it just, all that combined just made me smile. Yeah, it's truly, yeah, it's truly interesting. And I think it's, it's going to be a strange record to kind of um, go through in itself. I mean, it's 20 tracks long and I don't know, you know, you've got to have some patience to kind of um, dip into this truly, I guess, like for want of a better word, it's it's pure art, isn't it? It's not kind of mm. a a regular kind of uh, release, but from either of them, really. So, um, yeah, I mean, this could have fallen flat on its face in terms of um, you know finding its audience, but I think, like you say, it kind of draws you back in again and again. I think that's the mark of something truly, truly interesting. So, yeah, um, this is out on Electric Valley Records as well, which is like quite unusual for them as well, I guess. Um, mm. So you can get this at evrecords.bandcamp.com. Um, the album's called Scorp Club 1 and 2, and uh, we're going to play a song called Bed Dance. 
Okay, so that was Bed Dance from the Hiffy Club and Scorpion Dagger Collaborative uh, record that's come out on uh, Electric Valley Records. Absolutely amazing. So uh, next up, we've got the return of Old Nick. Uh, Grimestone Records have been putting out some incredible stuff uh, lately, and um, this is no exception, really. Um, I've been absolutely, like, absolutely wetting myself laughing at this for, for about a week now. And every time I put it on, I'm just like... It's a combination of just like really well-delivered black metal, but with such a tongue-in-cheek delivery that it defies belief almost. And I don't know how much we can talk about this without just playing it because <laughs> it, it's so interesting. And um, I think everyone I've played this have gone, has, has sort of given the same reaction really. It's, it's hilarious, but then you stop and listen and it's like, this is some of the best black metal I've heard in years. So, um, the record's called mm. Ghost O'Clock. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you, if you sort of heard the, um, the first old Nick or, or like the several um, sort of records he's put out recently, uh, they, that they've put out recently, um, you'll know what to expect, but I think melodica infused black metal is, is, is kind of like where I'd sort of steer people, but I think it, it kind of bears listening to itself. I mean, Pete, we've, we've talked about this, uh, this band before, but this, this is another level to it. I think it is. Yeah. You know, and I saw, I saw this come out, so it came out, you know, on the label. I thought, I know you're going to pick this cause you know, I yeah. know kind of you're <laughs> like all in on, on old Nick so and, 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 and this label, but you know, I'm, I've, I've got to admit, I, I'm, you know, I can't deny the appeal either. Um, and, and it, you know, I think kind of three of the four tracks you've picked this week are, are different flavors of black metal, and it yeah, shows are, yeah. you know what can be what can be done in it. You know, it for what is you know from the outside, even from within metal, it feels like black metal is is a very singular, you know, limited sound. But this, you know, this is proof that nowadays that's not the case. Um, and who better, you know, to kind of lead that than Old Nick? I think. Um, you know, key to it, and key to all all those tracks in the, in, in the same way. It's just for all the kind of anomaly elements, and they are kind of heavily present here. You know, whether it's the synth, <laughs> the goofiness to it. Um, I think this, I think that's the one on Bandcamp describes it as a goofy, uh, a, you know, goofy in a loving way. Um, the black metal elements still feel pure black metal. You know, which is. You know, which has always had the basic production and the DIY approach, and and by DIY within black metal, I literally mean yourself because it's, you know, there's so many solo bands out there. Um, but then you know you get these dancey bits in there, and it's hard. You know, it does push that hypothesis a bit thin, and you know, it it, it reminded me of like, you know, obviously like video games with the you know like Luigi's Mansion almost soundtrack. Um, there's like a my first Casio like keyboard dance club preset three, you know, yeah. <laughs> other points to it. Um, but you know, despite all of that, it's still ferocious. It's it's a load of fun, and it's just impossible not to really enjoy it. I think. Absolutely. I mean, I I'd, I'd play the whole thing if if I could, but that's about half an hour of music. Um, so we had to kind of single out one of the tracks. It was a toss-up between um, uh, The Ghost of Sourdough Bread, uh, Curse of the Vampire's Fedora, but I went for A Witch's Bike in the Forest because it's got like um, a, a kind of good blend of the uh, the black metal and the, and the silliness. Um, I still don't know how they've made 
melodica not sound ridiculous on this, but it, it, it sort of works somehow. Um, so yeah, the record, as I say, is called Ghost O'Clock. Um, you can actually buy their entire discography uh, on here, which gives you uh, about 64 releases for about $30. Um, the digital album here is only, only a dollar. So um, yeah, go and get this. You can get this at grimestone.bandcamp.com. This is Old Nick, Witch's Bike in the Forest. So that's the sound of old Nick there. Absolutely amazing stuff. Can't wait to hear more. Um, absolutely lap up everything they put out. Um, next up, Heavy Psych Sounds Records have put out the new record by Black Lung. Um, this is brilliant, Pete. I'm, I'm really glad you picked this. Um, big fan. Um, I don't know what kind of number album this is, but yeah, absolutely brilliant. Mm. I, I didn't know of this band. And I 
I kind of just checked into them after I picked this because I love this, you know, and I, I, I presume this is the first one on Heavy Sex Sounds. And I found their, I found their Bandcamp page and, and there's a, a few releases on there. Um, four albums, I think, and maybe more kind of other tracks as well. And I, I, I spent like an enjoyable morning just kind of familiarizing myself with the whole back catalogue because, mm. you know, it's another case of Heavy Sex Sounds kind of, you know, bringing exposure to an unknown but brilliant kind of, you know, a stoner band you know we've got so many examples of that now um and you know they've been doing this for a while obviously they somehow kind of you know passed me by so yeah i just i knew straight away you know this was the kind of uh lead off track of the whole album um it's like just this instant winner it you know traverses that line of like classic stoner rock and the you know like the proto doom of the last 10 years you know, it reminds me of, I think the whole reminded me of the the kind of the few good songs from latter era Graveyard. And I suppose yes. for, for, for context, like I'm not keen on the last three albums of Graveyard. I, I love them <laughs> right up to High Sing and Blues. I get the last few albums are a bit too commercial, but the, there are tracks in there, you know, which I liked. And it reminded me of the good ones. Um, it's It reminds me of, you know, when it, the heavier side of it, you know, like the fuzzier side kind of, channels truck fighters as so many do but you know not kind of directly and then combine that all together you've got something a bit like uh greenleaf who at their best are an incredible band and black lung really you know a, a, alongside that um i suppose you know noticeably i realized as i was kind of thinking all these things that all those bands are kind of swedish um and i think i probably assumed black lung were, were also scandinavian but uh, you know they're, they're american um I don't, I don't know where I'm going with that. But I suppose, ignoring that, that, it's just a perfect example of how this type of music can still sound fresh and lush, with you know, still have grit in there as well. You know, it, it, it's it's pure, you know, great stoner rock of of our you know of the modern time, and and this is just a gorgeous track. Absolutely, and um, I think the comparisons that they've made to. Um, uh, the likes of Quinter Stone Age and uh, all them witches is qu- is quite apt, really. Um, it's mm-hmm. quite a rounded. Like it sounds like, for want of a better word, like it it sounds crafted and and kind of like song songwriter kind of basis uh, to it. But it, it sounds so full. Um, I just really like this. Um, sometimes you just want to sort of sit back and listen to something this good. Um, yeah, I think it just ticks a lot of boxes for me. And obviously, it's impressed you, and it's kind of made you dig into their back catalogue a bit more. So, yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, so you can find this at heavysoundsrecords.bandcamp.com. The record's called Dark Waves. Um, just three tracks um, uh, up so far. Uh, I don't know if there's anything else coming out. Um, you know, that kind of covers um, roughly um, about 15 minutes. Um, so, yeah, we're going to play the song Dark Waves. Um, see what you think of this. This is Black Lung.
So that was the amazing sounds of Black Lung there. Uh, we've got an amazing uh, record that I found this week, um, kind of just by chance, really, uh, a band called Who Bastard from uh, Melbourne, Australia. This is brilliant. It's kind of like um, sort of cited as black metal meets uh, sort of surf rock. And I think it's kind of nearly there. I think we've had kind of black metal crossed with kind of surf, uh, like 70s surf music um, now and again. But I just, this this had so, so much snot and bile to it. I thought it was really exciting. Um, what do you make of this, Pete? I think it might be, I'm not sure, but it might be named after um, a 2000s era WWE wrestler. <laughs> but I'm not sure. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, if you're not sure, I'm, I'm definitely going to be up on that one. But uh, yeah, they, it's. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, you know, it seems to be like a floodgate opened recently, and uh, an unbeknownst tidal wave of of bands, you know, claiming black metal surf as a, you know, as a kind of genre, a new genre tag. And you know, it's like we were all kind of unaware of his you know this this you know sub sub genre's existence <laughs> never mind knew that we actually needed it in our lives because everything that you know everything i've heard's been thrilling yeah, it's been amazing <laughs> <laughs> yeah um you know but of the handful of bands you know that that we have played you know we played a uh, necros Rattle recently which the same it, it's equally yeah. kind of amazing i think this is up there with the best of it definitely um, you know, probably my favorite, or at least the, pro- the most promising. I, I, you know, really want to hear the whole album. Um, you know, it, punk has always had a place within black metal. Who Bastard kind of just, you know, really got the spiky energy of that. And they just drive it onwards with pace. You know, they don't wallow in the darkness. It really does, you know, it's like you say, snotty and, um, and, and, and aggressive and bouncy with it. I just, you know, the whole thing, you know, this whole track just gets you, gets you, you know, like, your blood pumping and kind of feel alive, which is almost kind of, you know, <laughs> against the black metal, but, you know, yeah. it puts it all together perfectly. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got that kind of, um, it, yeah, like it said, it just plasters a smile across your face. Um, I've just looked at the lyrics. It's definitely about the wrestler. So, <laughs> right. um, so he was a vampire themed uh, wrestler and um, he used to drink blood from a goblet and spit it over people and stuff. <laughs> um and his special movie was called the impaler and they talk about goblets of blood and the impaler awaits and stuff like that so yeah i think it even cites his entrance he used to come up through a burning ring of uh flame like out the floor so right. yeah these guys have got taste no one do you like them <laughs> <laughs> of, of course they've they've ticked my boxes without me even knowing <laughs> yeah there you go full marks to uh who bastard so um yeah the song's called gangrel uh, we now know it is about the wrestler, uh, and you can get this at whobastard.bandcamp.com.
So that was the excellent Who Bastard from Australia there with a song called Gangrel. Uh, next up, we've got the return of Pina Capital. Um, now, they're putting out a record via the Sludge Lord um, called Infra uh, Order. And uh, yeah, we're going to be playing a song called Thanatocrati off it. And yeah, this is just raging stuff, isn't it, Pete? I mean, I, I didn't expect anything less. Um, and I know Aaron was really excited by um, kind of like the just the ferocity on display here. I think he was quite a fan of the first one. Um, and this this is just more of the same. You know, it's that kind of breed of French bands which just go all out and just play this almost abrasive style of, of hardcore. And it's it's fantastic to witness. Mm, yeah. And, you know, first of all, I say it's great to see the return of Sludge Lord. Is that appropriate? I'm not sure. You know, they're still, you know, they're still in releases out but maybe not as much as, as as in recent years so you know they're still providing us with this kind of the local outlet a very local outlet you know from sheffield that you know kind of the nine hertz spiritual home for worldwide doom ugliness you know and um, so yeah. it's a brilliant i'm glad you know i'm glad that they're back or still going whatever it is so you know we played them before um we played them i checked it out just before actually they play, we played in november 19 it was the same podcast as a bronia uh, coincidentally, um, and I've followed them since they've, they've put like odd single tracks out since that you know the first EP album, whatever it was, and I still listen to them. You know, so a full release return is most welcome because you know you just need to listen. The whole the whole of this album's great actually, but you know just listen to this track. It showcases why you know it's got that a sense of a band who've got something about them to rise above the sludge masses, you know, it's, you know, the full, it's like you say, abrasive. It's a perfect word for them. The abrasive, nasty end of sludge, you know, as opposed to the kind of, you know, the, the fat riff, weed obsessed, bongzilla, weed eater. And, um, you know, the grief and corrupted influences there all channeled through, you know, channeling the whole brief history of sludge, really, you know, they're completely pissed off, they're political, and the music comes from all that, and it's exactly how you want it to sound. It's achingly slow. They're trudging through mud, you know, at points of this. They they kind of somehow ramp up into, you know, like like melting, you know, mind-melting heaviness at points. You know, it's a hell of a statement release, I think. And anyone into, you know, into this music at all, Will fall under this spell, you know, into, into their spell because this is, you know, it's, it's, like I say, it's, the whole release is incredible. Yeah, kind of blew my mind a little bit. I mean, I, I knew what to expect, um, but I still wasn't ready. So I think that's a, that's a good <laughs> review. <laughs> um, yeah. So yeah, you can get this via uh, pinercapital.bandcamp.com or via the Sludge Lord. I think he's putting out a tape, possibly vinyl. Uh, that's a complete guess. But this is uh, a song called Thanatocrati. See what you think to this. <laughs>
So that was Pioneer Capital. Absolutely brilliant stuff there. Um, so we're going next to uh, Riff Merchant Records uh, out of St. Paul, uh, Minnesota. Um, they've signed this amazing band called Orphaned from Ohio. And um, yeah, this this kind of came up on um, like the new releases via Bandcamp. And I just thought this was kind of 20 minutes of pure rage. Um, really, really enjoyed this. Like um, kind of saw the cover, um, which is this kind of mental um, kind of, I don't know, like a, a really sort of strange uh, arrangement, really, like a nun uh, taking some children up some steps and it says, hate has consequences, uh, which is the title of the record. Um, I just thought this was a very well-executed blast of noise. What, what did you reckon, Pete? Yeah, I like this. And I, this, you know, there's often, you know, normally we have one song we were both going to choose and this week this is it. I had it on yep. my list and you're just happy to kind of get in there first. So, um you know, which says something. You know, we're both came to the same conclusion. You know, this is really good. I've been playing a lot of Merchant Records recently. Actually, they put out a a Thou cover album. I don't know if you yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah heavier than Thou. <laughs> yeah, yes. It's got like Cloud Rat and Hell and loads of other bands. So, and you know, we've played. You know, we've played releases from them before as well. Um, and then, yeah, you get this raging hardcore with sludge aesthetics. You know, and then, you know, the, particularly through the vocals, I thought, and you know, the the pace is probably unbefitting of Sludge. It's way too angry, too wound yeah. up, and kind of, you know, it needs to vent. You know, so much it can't be bogged down, and you know, like Sludge needs to be. But you know, that combined, it's, it's got a fury about it, uh, and you feel it. You know, just by listening to it, you know, you kind of sense it across your whole body, not just through your ears. It, it makes you feel almost. Like essential, you know, like just alive with it. I thought, I, I, you know, I really got it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, I love the fact that there's a, a complete contrast in the in the humour and the seriousness here. So, um, the label are quite sort of um, kind of proudly left wing, um, proudly sort of uh, revolutionary. So they call it a labour of love. Nazi punks fuck off, terse fuck off. Only the riff is real. And uh, this band have said, you know, this is, this is about economic. Uh, social economic injustice, abuse of power from racist police, and uh, about homophobic and transphobic white men who use position of advantage to oppress historically marginalized groups. And then they say, um, this is currently being manufactured by goblins under a mountain. So <laughs> I love that. Um, yeah, just kind of sums up this kind of, um, it feels like it comes in, attacks you and just leaves calmly. And yeah, I just love the fact that that, that can kind of be released Um freely these days is, is absolutely brilliant so um you can get this at riffmerchant.bandcamp.com uh, the band is orphaned and we're going to play a song called grown <laughs>
So from a band called Orphaned, we've got, uh, I think, is it the return of a band called Carcinoma? I'm sure we've played them before. Uh, if not, we, sh- we should have. Uh, but Total Dissonance Worship have put out this incredible record called The Bastication. And um, yeah, it's this disjointed, like, I don't know. Uh, do you hear industrial stuff in this one, Pete, or am I kind of imagining things? Um, maybe, yeah. A, a bit of it, you know, like faintly. I, I get that, definitely. Yeah, really interesting stuff. So, um, yeah, not a lot to say other than this completely like blew my mind and um, I've listened to it so many times. The artwork is absolutely stunning as well. It's just this kind of disgusting image of like someone's face melting, basically. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think um, we're both kind of drawn to this. Um, mm. Great label, great band. Yeah, it is. A, you know, it's a brilliant label. So, yeah, I think we found them. I came across them last year, or at some point, and they've been uh, locked down anyway. You know, the name of the label gives everything away. It's Total Dissonance Worship. Um, you can rely on them to bring extreme metal that pushes the boundaries, you know, and it does so in strange, obtuse, technical ways, but almost without fail, it, it, you know, always interesting and completely absorbing. You know, it's never, it's never kind of, you know, like I say, obtuse. It's never kind of, you know, standoffish or like too weird or too technical. It's, you know, always, in, you know, brilliant, I find. And this, you know, they deserve to be up there with like throat ruining or sentient ruin in that sense, I think. Carcinoma is just perfect for this. It, it, you know, the, the band I've not heard before, I think, although the name does ring a bell. You know, I, I was checking whether we'd played them before and we haven't. And I thought, you know, I don't know why, you know, maybe it's just one of them names. You know, it's, it's, there's got to be a metal band called this. Um, and the, but the whole album is, is incredible. I, th- I think I heard Portal in here quite strongly. But, oh yeah, you know, it's from that kind of same twisted other dimension of death metal, you know, completely dissonant. Um, but it creates its own gateway into that, I think. It, I think the vocals in particular do so. You know, that it feels more raging hardcore than from death metal. And maybe in that sense, it reminds me also of like Plebeian Grandstand and bands like that. But, you know, forget comparisons. You know, whatever this is, it's absolutely glorious. You know, it's, it's so much like wonder crafted within this absolute chaotic sound. You know, and somehow, despite all that kind of just this jumble of noise and kind of harsh elements and kind of extreme metal. It just sounds absolutely, you know, like almost psychedelic in its, you know, in its, its, its weirdness. And I love that about it. Yeah. Yeah. It kind of blew my mind a little bit as, as to how it just keeps delivering, you know, you, you sort of spun one way and it spins you another. So I think that's, uh, that's what I got out of this and um, it's addictive. You, you want to listen to it again and again, um, mm. which is always, yeah, a good sign. So, yeah, that, we're closing with this, and I think this is absolutely apt for it. Uh, a song's called Inner Tyrants uh, by Carcinoma, and you can get this at totaldissonanceworship.bandcamp.com. We'll see you next week. Mm.